Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. Happy Q&A Thursday, bride chillers and groom chillers. Welcome to the show, Alicia. Here, there, everywhere. I am the host of this here wedding planning podcast. I'm at episode 199. It is a big episode for all of us out there. Have you listened to all 199 episodes? If you have, well, bloody hell, you get 10 gold stars and uh, a big kiss on the cheek from me. That's a lot of Alicia. That is a lot of Alicia. I sometimes think Rich is like, how many people? What? They will listen to how many? Oh, my God. And I'm married to him. He chooses to be with me that long. So I have to say a very big thank you to all my devoted and loyal listeners out there. I know there are lots of you as I hear from you regularly and I love it. I have friends all over the world now, which is really nice because sometimes I think we get a little lax with our friends. And I say that because we've just come back from a weekend, uh, a long weekend with some very dear friends who are from Tasmania, where Rich and I both grew up. And we decided they were on a trip to Europe. We live in London. Don't let the uh, accent fool you. And they said, we would like to go on a little mini break with you. It's what the Brits call it, a mini break. It's just a long weekend. It's a mini break. I have to apologize. Listen to that. It sounds like some sort of fighter jet going out. I've got the windows open today. Jesus, that's really loud. Sorry, guys. It's actually a helicopter. It's my helicopter. It actually could be the apocalypse. I don't know. It does. There's sirens. Jesus, it's all going down outside. I've got the windows open because it's actually, for once, quite a warm summer's day in London, and I might asphyxiate if I'm in this room without a window open. So I apologize for the background noise, but that is city living. That is city living. One day I will have a professional soundproof booth in my home but that day is not today my point was on the weekend we went to Italy with our very good friends Duncan and Jane and their small baby boy so tiny uh, Alex and we had a lovely weekend away but it really made me realize uh, how close lovely close friends really make life just nice when you can get away with a lot of extra shit with people that you know really well and it was quite a relaxed weekend And the good thing about living in London, you can fly all over Europe for nothing on a very cheap, weird, sometimes bodgy airline, and you hope you get there, and you can sit next to some weirdos, but it is very inexpensive. So anyone looking at my Instagram account going, oh, well, she's on another holiday. Why the hell would I donate any money to her podcasting thing when she's always on holiday? Who is this asshole? I mean, if you're listening and you sound like that, I don't know if we're going to get along. Look, it, yeah, it was a very cheap, wonderful weekend, and we really enjoyed. It. I keep saying cheap. I should just stop reiterating how cheap it was. It wasn't that cheap, but you know, it was lovely being close to friends, and it made me think a little bit about the value and what amazingness of friendships and how often, especially during the times of wedding planning, we can get a little shitty or shirty with friends, perhaps because they're not seeing your point of view or they don't realize how important something is to you, or they aren't doing what you want them to do. And I think the best thing is, the best friends that you have are the sort of friends like 
our lovely friends Duncan and Jane that you can hook up with a year down the track. Well, we saw them about seven months ago and it feels like you just saw them yesterday. And, you know, you can have moments where you can slop around in your pyjamas and you just don't care if you're not wearing a bra it's not sus, it's fine. So I think it was really nice to have that moment and just to actually really ground myself and realize how important our friends are and how far away we are from a lot of our friends. But also I did a lot of thinking over the weekend about some of the questions that I've received on the Bride Chiller podcast about bridesmaids, maid chillers, about friendships being fractured by silly little things or friendships being fractured by communication breakdowns or one party not getting the other party and it really made me want to delve deeper into that and I think uh, after the success of Monday show gee Dr. Lindsay Beer is popular it's because she's good that's what it is have you heard Monday's episode it's all about premarital counseling it's about sitting down with someone other than your mates and having a chat about your expectations about the relationship it's about figuring out what you both want putting it out there. It's really, I think, such a valuable lesson. It's such a value. Well, it's not a lesson. Well, I mean a lesson in life, but also a valuable episode. And I learned a lot and I've been married for four years. And I think, gosh, we need to talk about things a little bit more often. Or if things are weird, we also need to talk about them, get it off the table, fix that shit. So it would be nice, I think, to go back to Lindsay and talk a little bit about relationships that become slightly heated or a bit off or a bit eggy as some people would say when it comes to the pressure of planning a wedding. This episode is a Q&A episode, no duh, so I think we should kick it off with a bit of Q. Here we go. Hi Alicia, this is Hannah and Izzy and we work together in London. Um, I'm getting married um, August 13th this year. And I'm getting married uh, June next year. Um, We both absolutely love the podcast and listen to it at work, even though we probably shouldn't. I think it's fine. We're fine to listen to it. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, it probably is. Um, But yeah, we tell everybody we know about it. We absolutely love it. Yeah, quite a few people are getting married, aren't they, in the coming years? Yeah, that's true. And all this information. Exactly. It's vital. Okay, well, I'm in love and I'm delighted. I have never had two people ringing at the same time together. Two fans. Thank you, ladies, Hannah and Izzy. This has just made my day. I talk about friendship. Here we go. Couldn't have written that better. Um, we've just got a couple of questions for you. I hope you can help us out. I'll let you go first, Izzy. Okay, so basically, um, we went and had our food tasting earlier this year, and we're having our reception at a rather unorthodox place. Uh, it's amazing and really individual and just like us, like me and my fiancé, Chris. So um, the food that we've chosen is cooked by a chef who's worked all over the world. So it's unusual foods from all different countries and so it isn't your traditional sit-down meal which I think some people in our family would prefer so unfortunately a few of them have said that they won't eat the food and they're threatening to bring their own sandwiches and some of these people are our actual immediate family so we're really not sure what to do about this I don't feel well I've catered for all allergies I can't eat gluten at all and we've got nut allergies and dairy allergies all of them and we've covered it that's fine I totally understand but people saying that they 
won't eat the food or won't even consider eating eating the food. I'm just a bit concerned about that and whether I need to change the entire menu, which I don't think I want to do because we're just as we are. We just want to eat the food we want to eat. I think they need to have a word with themselves personally. (laughs) Yeah. Any thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, any thoughts you have of what I should do? Like, obviously, the wedding's coming close, and I've spoken to the venue, and they're always really good, and they'll change what needs to be changed. But I feel like the food we've chosen is what we want. And we're having a barbecue in the evening. Everyone loves barbecue, don't they? Yeah, exactly. So I think they just need to chill, but I just wanted a second opinion. Thanks. Okay. Oh, my God. What happened to the time where people got an invitation for a wedding and they're like, oh, that's delightful. I'd love to go to a wedding. And they respond and then they fuck off until the day of the wedding and they turn up and they be respectful and happy and appreciative that they received an invitation and they eat the food and they shut their mouths and they go home and they can bitch about it later if they weren't happy. When the hell did people decide to give themselves permission, whether they are your close family and friends or not, to butt in and say, I'm going to bring sandwiches? I mean, that is so rude and disrespectful. I don't know if I'm overreacting here, but I'm seething for you, Izzy, because you have gone out of your way to plan something exactly what I've been preaching for the last two years, to say planning a wedding that reflects you. It's something that you want to do. It's your wedding. It's your big day. It doesn't mean that you have to physically cater. I mean, literally cater for every Bob and Jean who comes along who goes, sorry, I don't really like, I don't like my food that raw I mean fuck off honestly I'm sorry to say the F so much so early in the show but jeepers oh calm down right just calm down let's answer the question okay I think you probably know where I'm going with this I think this is something you need to just put a bottle on it put a bottle on it put a bloody lid on the bottle I was trying to say I'm so worked up so worked up in the sense that yes you have been very mindful it seems, in catering for various intolerances. And there are so many intolerances these days. We're actually talking about this on the weekend. I just want you to say, little thought idea here, before I'm coming back, Izzy, I promise. How many kids in your school, and maybe I'm a little older than you, I don't know, can you remember actually having a food intolerance? I don't know where all these kids have popped up with intolerances. What's happened? What, has hap- what are we doing to ourselves? It's really worrying me. I'd like to know more information. Because I don't remember one kid in my entire school existence that had some sort of food intolerance that was going to kill them. I mean, they were picky kids. Don't get me wrong. But not if you just sniff a peanut, you die. It didn't happen. Anyway, I think it is really very nice of you to be very mindful of of various uh, intolerances. I understand. You've got the gluten-free thing. And uh, you, you understand that that's difficult. So it's good that you are open to other people's food intolerances. And I think it's a good thing to actually mention that it's always nice to put a note in the invitation, whether you know people's food intolerances or not, just asking them in advance if you have any food intolerances, if you have anything that, and this is not asking, do you like fish? This is saying, is there something that may harm you being alive? that may cause you to visit a medical practice. This is not asking other things you like or don't like. We can't get into that. But 
oh, I think it's, I mean, I say we can get into that, but that's when shit will hit the fan. Don't get me wrong. So I think it is important to put it out there because then, like you're saying, Izzy, you can come back and say, okay, we can deal with the nut-free people and we can uh, certainly come up with options for vegetarians and gluten-free people. And, you know, there are always ways and caterers are always very open if you give them warning in advance to come up with options. So I think you've been very sensible and uh, you're managing your hostess with the mostess, clearly managing uh, other people's food issues, as you would say. So that's very nice. But I do think when it comes to them getting a bit mouthy about your menu, that they should just back down and they should, if they want to bring your own fucking sandwiches, I think that's really rude. And I think you can send that to them from me and say, Alicia says that sucks and that's rude because you are paying uh, for them to eat your lovely meal and also open your mind and try something new. You know, I think we get into these situations where we go, I just don't like avocado or I am just not a fan of mushy peas. These are two things. I don't know why I picked two green things. I like both of those things. But sometimes if you try new things, you might be surprised and actually enjoy it. So I think you are offering them a situation where they are having a life experience, where they are challenged. And I think being challenged every day, we should all be challenged in some aspect of our life every day and learn a new fact, by the way. So maybe you are providing them with an experience that they're going to be remembering for a long time on many different levels. And that is eat the food and sit down and stop being so rude. And I just say, email this episode around to them. And just say, look, the Australian told you, please sit down, enjoy the wedding, have a champs. And if you don't like the food, push it to the side. I'm not going to know on the day, but don't be talking to me about it now. Thank you. Over to you, Hannah. Um, Mine is about um, wedding uh, registries. Um, My my fiancé and I are fortunate enough to live together and we have everything we need, so... We want to do what a lot of other people have done, a lot of our friends have done, and register for a a honeymoon. Um, But my lovely mum has said um, that, you know, when in her day, when people had wedding registries, it was to help them start their new life together and perhaps a a holiday isn't the best thing. And I've spoken to a couple of my friends who um, definitely don't want to get married, don't see it in their future, and they kind of resent sort of paying for holiday for the couple so and I kind of do see what they mean like I think we've all seen the episode of Sex in the City where um, Carrie registers uh, to marry herself at Manolo Blahnik and her gets her friend to get her these <laughs> shoes that uh, she, she lost at a house party that she was at I, anyway it's a long story but it's a great episode you know what I am Santa I've done a little mental addition and over the years I have bought Kira an engagement gift a wedding gift then there was the trip to Maine for the wedding three baby gifts in Toto I have spent over twenty three hundred dollars celebrating her choices and she is shaming me for spending a lousy four hundred and eighty five bucks on myself yes I did the math but those were gifts. I mean, if you got married or had a child, she would spend the same on you. And if I don't ever get married or have a baby, what? I get bupkis? Think about it. I mean, you could play a Sex in the City clip from nearly every situation in life, but that one is one of my favourites. So, Hannah, thank you for bringing that up. If you don't remember the episode, go back and watch it. It is so 
good. Ugh. Anyway, Hannah, go on. But yeah, so I was looking into a website called Patchwork It where you can itemize your honeymoon and sort of say things like oh, a couple's massage or or the you know whoever's giving the gift can pay for um you know some nice drinks or a meal out and it's kind of like they're paying for an experience on the honeymoon rather than just a big pot of the, towards the honeymoon or I was thinking maybe like as an aside to the honeymoon registry we could maybe register for a charity so if people feel uncomfortable with donating for honeymoon they could possibly donate to the charity instead I don't know um any thoughts or if you've heard anything about this patchwork at website um would be absolutely wonderful um so yeah that's any thoughts would be great um yeah that's it we just want to say again that we we just love the podcast love it it's so useful so helpful it's completely changed my perspective on how I'm going about all this um yeah, you know and when the wed wedman stuff gets a little bit too much you know mm-hmm. I listen to the podcast and it brings me back down to earth yeah, so it, it is you. really great um I think that's it I think that's um, it happy, happy days, days. <laughs> Again, adorable. I love you both. And I'm so excited, Izzy and Hannah. You are delightful. And thank you for taking the time. And I like that you've bonded together over listening. And also that, thank you for those comments about changing your perspective because I think that's probably the best, the best, the best gift. It's almost like my New Zealand accent. That's not very good. That's almost South African. Uh, it's the best gift that you can give me because that's what I want to give you. Oh my gosh, that was like one big circle jerk. Um, Don't say circle jerk on a wedding podcast. Jesus. Good question. I am a big fan of the honeymoon registry. I do hear what your mum's saying, but I also hear that she's your mum. And mums have different ideas about what the etiquette is. And this is 2016 and that's what we like to do. So I do think that it is valuable to hear people's opinions when it comes to this sort of stuff. But also, like you said, if you don't need stuff, don't ask for stuff. Because there's nothing worse than your friends having to spend money on shit that you don't need. And if you want a holiday and you want to go away and people wish to contribute to the holiday then they can do that. There's no one there putting a gun to their head saying you have to pay for the holiday. If someone wants to give you a gift, if Arnie Val wants to give you something that she thinks is handy, like a couple of tea towels, well, bless her heart, take the tea towels and you'll probably use them. But I also think that it is nice to be able to do exactly what you were saying with this website is to ask for specific things when it comes to your honeymoon, not just saying put a hundred bucks in a bank account, off we go, which is also an option. But I think if you are aware of people saying, I just don't want to give them cash, maybe they do, who knows, it's nice to be able to then dedicate a a certain amount of money and a certain uh, part of the registry to an experience or to a hotel room or to saying, you know, we're going on this tour, would you like to pay for it? Rich and I used a website called Not Another Toaster. I can vouch that they were really good at the time. We, uh, you know, this is again four years ago. I think their actual user interface has improved considerably since then because them was with the olden days. But we were really impressed with how you, the functionality of putting together the website. You didn't really need very many technical skills. You just drag and dropped photos and it asked you what the experience was. You gave it a title, you wrote a little blurb and then people could, and you could give it an amount. So you could say, here's $150 for this hotel room on this night. Uh, Help us 
pay for it. And then people could choose that and then it would put it in a spreadsheet. So when you came to cash the money in, you knew what they were paying for and then you could write in a thank you card, thank you so much for that wonderful hotel room. We had a lovely time and lots of sex in the hotel room. I'd just tell you all about it. Gross. But it's, you know, that was gross as well. I've said circle jerk. I'm not afraid of talking about sex. Talk about sex all day. Have you listened to Significant Other yet? Wow, there's some sex talk coming in that. Just want to break in to my own sentence and say, tomorrow, there's no save... Well, I was going to say there's no save the date because that doesn't exist anymore. There's no bride chiller. It's Significant Other. So I encourage you to head over to the Significant Other land in the iTunes, the Google Play, the Acast, the bloody wherever you find your podcasts and download that. We are ramping it up. We're doing some chats that we may be not doing on Bride Chiller. Maybe I will do lots more sex talk on Bride Chiller. Don't know. But uh, there's some fun stuff coming. Gee, guys like to take photos of their penises a lot. Let's just say that. Ugh. Um, so anyway, that was so prudish. Ugh. Awful noise. My point is, I think that these websites are great. I think they really serve a purpose if you are looking... For contributions to honeymoons, I don't think it's offensive at all. I also am a big, I'm a big fan of art contributions, buying a lovely piece of art or something that's a bit more high-end than you would perhaps purchase yourself. Maybe it's a really nice piece of furniture, something that you can sit on for a long time. I'm not talking about going to Ikea. I'm saying let's go and buy an Eames chair or you know, let's go and invest in something and then you can take a photo and send it to people our lovely friends Hannah and Phil bought a piece of art which was quite beautiful and now every time we go to the house I think well we chipped in 150 bucks for that piece of art when you sell it for a lot of money I'd like a little bit of money back no you're not allowed to do that because that would make you an asshole but I do think it's nice to have buy something that you wouldn't necessarily buy yourself basically thank you Hannah and Izzy 10 gold stars to you Do you listen to the podcast with a friend? Have you recommended the podcast to a friend? I'd like to know about that. I'm really excited about hearing where you listen, how you listen, who told you about it, where you found me, all of those details because they excite me and it helps me find other people like you and therefore continue the cycle of the bride chiller experience. And then you can continue on to significant other and they can continue on to bride chiller and so forth and so on. Another thing I'm very excited about is a few weeks ago, I I probably popped my top a little bit too early. I talked about the wonderful new Bride Chiller caps, as in caps that you put on your head. And I'd ordered them from my printer because I always order items before I sell them to you because I want to make sure they're not shit. And I don't want to put my name to something that's not good. I'm not like some sort of B-grade reality star selling. Oh, I'll tell you a quick story. When I worked, I worked on a TV show, and uh, this is years ago, an ex-Big Brother contestant also was hosting, not also, she was hosting the show. And after the series ended, it wasn't a Big Brother, it was a, it was a different show. After the series ended, on the final day, she came in and she said, I've got gifts for everyone. And uh, the gifts were actually chicken fillets. They were titty fillets that you put down well they actually stick onto your breasts and I thought that's strange but she had her own line of chicken fillets and I mean look if you're famous temporarily you flog as much shit as you can that's the rules you're allowed to do it but it was a strange gift to give strangers 
And But I will say, I used those chicken fillets a number of times until the sticky wore off and they would no longer stick to my boobies. How did I get there? Caps. Okay. <laughs> I received my caps. They're really good. They're embroidered bride chiller caps. Black and white is what I'm selling currently. And uh, I'm so happy with the quality. Like, they're sexy caps. I'm going to wear it around. I'm going to wear one jogging. I don't care if I'm not a bride. I am a bride chiller. I am the bride chiller. What the fuck am I talking about? I'm the master of the bride chillers. I'm not your master. but I'm just saying of the brand. So I just wanted to say, if you were... I know I received a number of emails going, where are the caps? I've gone on the shop. They're not there. I've gone into the store. You said there are caps. There isn't. Now there are caps. And I'm so happy because they're quite reasonably priced. I think they're like 22 bucks. I say that now. I think it's about 22 bucks. And they're lovely quality. And I would love you to buy them and support the show. Uh, You just need to visit thebridechiller.com. And on the menu at the top, you will see it says store. Just click on the store, purchase some goods. And that will buy me a cup of coffee. I have time for two quick questions. I do believe the first person is Joan. Hi, Alicia. Um, My name is Joan and I I had a quick question. Um, So basically, I just got engaged on the 29th of February this year and we're getting married um, December 15th, 2017. And I'm super excited to have a winter wedding and uh, me and my fiance are both looking forward to it. But... um, I have a small problem when it comes to inviting the maternal side of my family. See, uh, my mother was extremely emotionally, mentally, and physically abusive, and our relationship is sort of strained. Um, so I, there's, there's part of me that wants her to be there with me, and there's another part of me that just doesn't want to invite her, and I was hoping you had some advice, perhaps, on that front. Also, um, in addition, if you don't mind me asking another question, um, somebody else, uh, my aunt, who uh, was like a second mother to me, she like succeeded when my mom sort of failed. Um, She turned around and said that she's not coming to my wedding. Um, And she just had like a whole list of excuses from financial, which is understandable, to the ridiculous. And uh, it really hurts. And I was wondering if you had any suggestions on how to best tackle that sort of thing. Um, and uh, I guess that's, 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 those two were really my questions. <laughs> I feel a little awkward asking, but uh, thank you for listening. And uh, I love your podcast so much. It's really helped me out. Thank you. And uh, I hope you have a great day. Joan, two toughies, but I'm going to just hit it right straight with you because that's what I do. I think with your mum, if you are not in the situation where you feel comfortable with her, you don't see her all the time, if you truly don't feel like uh, at this situation is going to be healed in time, and this is not me going, fix something, then I think you need to make the decision that your gut and heart tells you. And if that is, I don't really want to see her on the day, then I think you are perfectly in your rights, I use air quotes, rights, emotional rights to say, I would rather you not come. I do think it is worth you trying to be mindful and maybe talk to someone outside of your family and friends about it. I know this is calling into me as well, but I'm not a professional. I'm no Lindsay Beera. I do think it's important for you to have this sort of time to really think about, well, I, I always say, think about, think about the future. Think about things that you would regret. Could she come along and just watch the ceremony and go away? 
maybe that would be nice. You don't have to have contact with her if she makes you feel bad. Maybe it's something she can just turn up and stand in the back and leave. I feel like that's a compromise if you want to compromise. It's one of those things, You only you know the relationship you have with your parents and families. I didn't have a great relationship with my mum. And I think people sometimes look when I talk about her, they look at me like, oh, but she's your mum. And it's like, well, look, I don't, not every parental relationship is the same with their kid as the one that you have if you have a perfect parental relationship, which I don't actually believe exists. So I do think people are very quick to judge and that's unfair. So in closing on that question, I do think it's important for you to just take some time. Don't make any really quick decisions. There is no need to make a quick decision, especially... This would have to be... The The microphone just fell on me. This would have to be the shonkiest technological episode I've ever done. We've had the apocalypse outside and then the microphone fell on me. I'm not even going to edit that out. That's just come and spend some time with Alicia and a microphone falls on her face. Joan, I'm so sorry. I do think my point is, I think it's important to not make rash decisions. I think you should think on it, sleep on it, and then go forth and come up with a solution. I do think compromise is good if it's a matter of going, I would feel regretful if she didn't come, but I don't want to actually see her or spend much time with her on the day. Maybe the solution is she comes for the service and then goes home. Your point about your other close lady in your life, your other close substitute mum, that makes me sad that she's coming up with lots of excuses. But that also makes me think that there's something else going on. And again, to quote my good friend, Dr. Lindsay Bira, I've said her name about 14 times. It's like I'm getting some sort of commission. I'm not. She's just great. She always sort of says that one thing, if someone's acting in a certain way and if they're reacting in a certain way, often... It's due to some sort of underlying issues that they're not communicating with you. And so I think perhaps in this situation, it would be good for you to confront her and just sort of say, look, it would really mean a lot for me to be there, you to be there. And I'm just a bit confused as to why this is such an issue for you. And maybe just turn it around and sort of say, what is it that we can do to help you be there? We really want you there. And we don't know why this is being a problem for you that sounds a bit aggressive but maybe it's saying we would really like to make an effort to help you be there etc etc i think it's good to just challenge people a little bit because maybe she with all the excuses maybe there is something just really simple maybe she has something deeper emotionally that she hasn't talked to you about or wants to talk with you doesn't know how maybe this is a good way to just poke at her gently and try and get a bit more of an answer. Joan, people are weird, and people don't always say what they think and mean because they're worried. They don't want to hurt your feelings, or they don't like drama, or they don't like conflict. But often, it's much easier when they finally do say what the problem is, because then you know what the problem is, and you can fix it, or you can discuss it. So I do think it's worth moments of uncomfortableness to get an answer and also she means a lot to you you want her there and you want to come up with a solution to get her uh, to be there so I wish you well let me know how you are going we love solutions here if you are in a similar situation get in touch leave me a voice message like Joan did and uh, like the lovely lovely Hannah and Izzy did earlier in the show all you need to do is visit the bride chiller the bride chiller 
www.thepodcastmaker.com. And that's where you can find lots of other information. I've got show notes for every episode. Uh, That's where you can find links if I've talked about something. And you can also find the store. And also I added this week a resources page which is a a list of just like five or six things that I talk about often that I really believe in and that I think that you should uh, use, such as cashback websites, which I'm obsessed with, and also uh, links to like, okay, here's something Rich and I use all the time, and that is hotels.com. I am no way affiliated. Well, I've got, actually, that's a lie. I have an affiliate link that you can click on and they give me a little bit of money. But before that even existed, we For every holiday we have taken whilst living in the UK, we have clicked through our cashback and then gone to Hotels.com because here's the little secret that it's not a secret because they advertise it, but no one seems to use it. I'm like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you do it? Every 10 rooms that you book, they give you one room for free. And I think this is genius because if you are booking a honeymoon and say you're going away for seven or eight days and you have a weekend away then you got another night free. So we do it all the time to the point where I actually, and this is a bit silly sometimes, if I find a cheaper um, fare, a fare or a room on another website, sometimes I will pay the extra five or six bucks or whatever to get the free hotel room, to get to book through the website because you get the free hotel room. Anyway, it's just a little point. You can go to the resources page. My links are there and some of them are affiliate links and that just means that If you click through and you use the service, they give me a coin hug. They give me some money. It's usually like 5%. So it's a nice way to say if you don't have uh, the funds to say thank you to me via a donation or buying some merch, you can click through my affiliate links and that's a way for a company to pay me some money to say thanks. Hi, Alicia. My name's Heidi and I'm from Sydney, Australia. I just wanted to tell you how amazing your podcast has been for me because I used to have lots of friends, but they started making stupid life choices. So for our health and well-being, my partner and I decided to separate ourselves from them and neither of us had family to begin with. So now I have no friends or family and I know how pathetic that sounds. Uh, But now that I'm getting married, I not only have no one to invite to a wedding, but no one to discuss things with apart from my beautiful fiance who but he isn't really that way inclined. He's just happy to help out with whatever I decide or whatever I need, but he's not really into the logistics of things. Um, my question is, we want to we get married in New South Wales. We want it to be special. We, we don't want to just sign a document and be married. But um, how do you think we can go about having an amazing, memorable wedding without it being awkward in front of strangers like photographers or a celebrant? You know, we feel like it would be more about dealing with the people and, um, you know, like, okay, what do we do next? What do you want us to do rather than being in the moment and with each other? Cause in a big wedding, you get to have amazing memories with everyone you love, but I feel like we might be having this intimate moment in front of one or two strangers, which would be really strange. So how do you think we can, um, make it just about us and still be amazing and not worry about those sorts of things. I'd love any bits of your wisdom. Also, if you have um, specific ideas of where we could do it in, in Sydney or in New South Wales, um, that'd be great because we're a little bit lost. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for being my surrogate bridesmaid. It's making it a whole lot easier for me when I have no one to talk to. I can just plug in and listen to the podcast and it's fantastic. Thank you so much for everything you do. Bye. 
Well, you've got me and you've got a bunch of other bride chillers and maid chillers listening, Heidi. So don't you ever feel like you don't have a support network. And I hope you are a part of our Facebook group because can I just say there are such a bunch of lovely women and men um, that really jump on. And if someone's got a question or if they're having a bit of a Debbie Downer day, there's always conversation happening. If you go to Bride Chiller Podcast, it's facebook.com slash Bride Chiller Podcast. That's not a plug. It's just more saying that it's a lovely community. And I'm so stoked you got in touch, Heidi, because actually, let's congratulate you for cutting out shit people. If they're not working for you, get rid of them. So often we cling on to people in our lives that aren't good for us or that are doing things that aren't very good for them. And if you get to the point where you can't help them anymore sometimes, and I'm not saying this is giving up on people, but sometimes it's better to take a step back have a break, walk away before things get weird or strange or put you and your health in danger. I'm not being dramatic. I'm saying sometimes friendships can be stressful and sometimes people are just not good for each other. So congratulations on you for making positive decisions. And I would like to say that you are talking about New South Wales. Uh, This is if you are listening elsewhere, which I'm sure a lot of people are. Uh, Heidi's talking about uh, which is where Sydney is. You might know where Sydney is, where the Sydney Opera House is. New South Wales is quite a big state. I was born there. Lots of beautiful beaches. Amazing potential wedding locations. I am going to do a massive plug for you, Heidi, and for my friends, Josh Withers, who you have heard on the show. He's a wonderful celebrant, and his wife, Britt Snow, they run a company called the Elopement Collective, elopementcollective.com. They basically create beautiful, intimate events in, um, well, Australia, New Zealand. I know they've done stuff in Bali and Hawaii. And Josh runs the wedding side of it, as in he does the ceremonies. Brit is incredibly creative and they have these beautiful weddings where they can they cater for small groups big groups now i i say them because i know them and i trust them and these are people that i one thing on this podcast you will never hear me plug something that i don't have some sort of association with or backup and these are two people that i really believe in and i think they have created some amazing weddings and what is lovely about what they do is they do so many weddings exactly like you were talking about, which is a very small, it might just be two people together having this amazing moment together in a great, funky, scenic place. They have got a list of places up their sleeves. I sort of wish now that uh, I had got them on to answer this question. Maybe I will try and get in touch with Josh in the next couple of weeks and get him on to talk a little bit about this. But I don't want you to feel... Uh, what am I trying to say here? I don't want you to feel that that having a small wedding, and maybe that's just like a solo wedding, as in just the two of you, that the people there are going to be weird or it's going to be orcs. Because people like Josh and Britt, and I'm, I know there are, I'm sure, hundreds of other great companies like them. And I, again, I'm just talking about them because I know them and I know what they do. But they are there to be professional and warm and gorgeous and they are two people that I would love to be at my wedding if I were to get hitched again tomorrow and they're very organized and what I love about what they do is that they organize you know they'll find you a cake and she'll you know Brit will go 
out of this world to find amazing things and they've got contacts with really snazzy venues. So it means if you're having a smaller wedding that they will basically, they book a day at a really fucking phenomenal venue and then they will have five or six weddings on in that day. So you aren't copying the whole cost of booking an entire venue that may be you know, five or six grand or something, you're paying for a small portion of that day and you're having your moment and then you can go away and have dinner or go and stay somewhere else or have a really nice sort of time, but have that experience. That's what I would suggest to you, my lovely friend Heidi, that you hone in on finding a venue or maybe calling Josh and Britt and seeing what they can do, but finding something that's really out of this world. I mean, when you are just getting hitched on your own or having a very small wedding it really opens the options to you our very good friends uh, joy and mark got married this is like the first wedding rich and i went to they got married at uh, like oh i'm still like salivating thinking about this meal at a wedding uh not a wedding venue it was a restaurant in sydney harbour called key and uh it is exquisite and they had a very intimate wedding they had like i think it was like 20 people and less, maybe it was 15 people, but it was one of the best meals of my life. And I remember Joy saying, we wanted to have the wedding here. We only wanted a small amount of people, but we wanted this to be so shit hot and delicious and amazing that you would remember it for a long time. Honestly, I would struggle to have remembered a better meal. So it, you know, I think you have a lot of room to be very creative with what you want to do. And I think you need to shed those ideas about feeling weird and awkward about people who are professionals like this is what they do all the time they make you feel comfortable and I think you shouldn't skimp on a photographer I don't think you should forget all the things you would do if you had a hundred people there and really treasure and cherish and really look into what means something to both of you I think it's a really lovely opportunity you have to do something pretty amazing and pretty special go somewhere crazy do something out of there out of this world. I'm excited for you, Heidi. I want to talk more to you and with you about this. Let's keep this dialogue going, as I would say in a business college. Keep the dialogue going. Keep in touch. Tell me what you're doing. And I'm happy to put you in touch with Josh and lovely Brit, the Elopement Collective. Right, I've hit the 40-minute mark. I've gone crazy this week, but I wanted to give you more because you're not getting the old uh, Friday quickie tomorrow. But... You're getting the wonderful significant other. And I love tomorrow's episode. I don't want to tell you too much about it, but it's good. It's very good. Are you liking the show? Have you listened? Would you like to contribute? We are looking for voice messages, as we are with Bride Chiller, asking questions, talking about relationship conundrums. You can remain anonymous. We have no qualms with not using your name. We can, uh, we can do lots of creative things. I'm getting a couple of quite interesting questions about sex, about finding the sass in your relationship if it's gone a little fizzled. And also, if you have something that you would like Dr. Lindsay Beerer to answer, mention that as well because she is well open to your questions. Thank you so much for your support and friendship. I love hearing from you and uh, I really appreciate you spreading the word of the Bride Chiller podcast and Significant Other. If you've got a moment to leave an iTunes review for both of the shows, we would be eternally grateful and uh, you would receive 10 golden stars. All my love, 